0: This show is part of the HeadStuff podcast network. Hello, I'm Emma Jane Purcell, and welcome to the fourth and final season of Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. It's true, it is the final season of the podcast. I'm honestly going to be broken-hearted to leave it behind. It's just given me so much over the last two years. I really hope it's been the same for you as well. But I just thought, you know what? Four seasons over two years, it's just the perfect amount and I want to end this podcast on a high. So many of my favourite things to listen to and to watch, they always just know when it's the right time to finish and I definitely have that feeling now with Fail Harder. I know it's time to move on to new projects and... Yeah, to finish it while I still really enjoy doing it. And I have listeners who still really enjoy listening to it. But we're not finished yet. This season is just so exciting. I have just the most fantastic guests on the lineup. I'm going to do this season a little bit differently to the previous three. So the plan is I'm going to release most of these episodes before Christmas, and I'm going to hold back two episodes, which I will then release in April. So stay tuned, I really hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let me introduce my guest. To kick off season four, I'm joined by Peaky Blinders star and fellow DIT drama graduate, Daryl McCormack.
1: We went for a walk um, and just spoke about the film and spoke about the story um, and what we believed in it, I guess. And then, yeah, and then the next day she texts me and goes, well, uh, I'll see you, I'll see you on set. I was. Like,
0: <laughs> that is actually I honestly, so surreal
1: It's crazy I had to. I actually had to text her back And go Hi Emma I've just realised I'm not sure if you saved my number So I just want to make sure You haven't texted <laughs> someone Like I just want to let you know This is Daryl In case you're texting someone else She's like you
0: know? not for you <laughs> Daryl's career has gone From strength to strength Recently landing a role Opposite Emma Thompson In the eagerly awaited movie Good luck to you Leo Grant he made his West End debut in The Lieutenant of Inishmore and joined the cast of Peaky Blinders in 2019. He can also be seen in the film Pixie and Amazon Prime's new show The Wheel of Time. In 2021, Daryl was named one of Screen Daily's Stars of Tomorrow. But Daryl is not here to talk about success. He's here to talk about failure. Hello, Daryl. Welcome to Fail Harder.
1: Hey, what is up, Emma Jane? What
0: is up? We were just saying that the last time we saw each other was in a queue for Dishoom when things started to reopen, and I queued for four hours.
1: <laughs> Which is crazy because I think I got in like around five, so I might have queued. We might have queued for maybe 30 minutes or so.
0: Wow. It's like, it's one of those <laughs> things that I can't believe that I did it. But I think we were all so desperate to have good times after the pandemic that it didn't even feel you that bad.
1: Stuck <laughs> <laughs> you stuck it out. You're a warrior.
0: <laughs> like yeah, I I remember when I met you in the queue. You were like, oh, you know, you probably should have got here a bit earlier. And we're like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. there, and then like an hour goes by, and you're like, well, if we leave. And we wasted this hour and then two mm. hours goes by and we're like well but well, then we've wasted two hours and we haven't even got the
1: food <laughs> i mean the three hour mark you know what i mean like oh that's man like, i know i know but the food big. is
0: so good there
1: it is it is it's really nice and like uh, the, the kind of atmosphere is great definitely worth like maybe not yeah i mean it's yeah, worth no, it. not it's four worth. hours once you sit, once you sit down <laughs> once you sit down it's it's amazing you know <laughs>
0: It's just a sign of the sad life we had in the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do this. I'll stick out the queue. But um, anyways, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast because I'm like taking two things off here because I've never had a fellow DID drama grad on yet. Oh, have you not? No, No, nobody, nobody. And I've never had another temporary person. So it's like, woo! Wow, that's
1: amazing. I that's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm your first Tipperary, Andy. I didn't know that because I remember you saying I would be the first Tipperary, but I didn't know about the DIT. Yeah, that, that's good.
0: I'll explain the format of the podcast. I forgot to ask you before we started recording if you if you know the format. <laughs> so this I might don't. be this might be yeah. Well, welcome. It's 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 a lot of fun. So I have twenty questions in front of me, numbered at random Most are straightforward, however, some are a little bit unconventional. And in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us, you can pick the numbers. Okay.
1: Amazing. (laughs) You say one between 20.
0: Yeah, one to twenty. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Oh, you want me to pick a number now? Yeah, you all right. Sorry, Sorry. I didn't know. I thought like I thought you were going to like pull out a chart. I don't know. OK, <laughs> no, no I'm chart. Gonna pick, I'm going to pick two.
0: You're going to pick number two. OK, think back to your final year in secondary school. How did you picture your future then? Is that picture different to your life now?
1: Oh, goodness. My final year in secondary school. Um, Yeah, I was what was i picturing for myself i guess just before like picking the cao choices and stuff i was like pondering the idea of like doing uh wildlife photography or veterinary oh. um studies which is quite different to acting but um yeah and whatever i think i've always been acting kind of from a kid so it was always like a passion that was ongoing but for a while i was just like I, I really, I, I love animals and I love, uh, for a while when I was in my teens, I, I really love photography especially kind of wildlife documentary filmmaking mm-hmm. and stuff like that so there was a yeah, there was a point where I thought maybe I might do something else but um I think when I decided to do acting, I didn't really have any, too crazy expectations, I just knew I wanted to get out of Nina my hometown and go up to Dublin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and kind of throw myself into a course in acting and um, and just yeah excited to kind of get it into like to live away from home for the first time um, and just to kind of be in a class full of other students who want who you know who are passionate about doing the same thing so but I guess if I could think for future wise yeah I I wanted to I didn't really anticipate being in London like moving Mm. to London being in now um, and I guess I just anticipated hopefully just kind of getting, do you know what it was? Actually, I anticipate doing loads of theater, like loads of like, you know, um, I don't know, like, a, like big shows. Well, mm. I did anticipate shows like in the national things like that. I haven't really done anything like that. But
0: when you're in DIT uh, though, like it is all theater, really, apart from you do six weeks mm, at the end a, screen. Exactly, yeah, it's all so it's about video. theater yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's a bit more or less kind of I don't know it's so hard to think back I mean, then what,
0: you've I mean you've probably I mean you've done you're, you are doing like very well as an actor. I mean oh, well thank you. yeah
1: there was there's some was, things I guess like yeah, I think you have those ideas you're like, oh well, I want to do a show for an American TV or something like that, different things mm-hmm. like that. But they're not very specific. I think they're just at a general kind of gist of like what I might want to do. And and to be fair, some of it's kind of come true. So it's been quite quite a blessing in a way to see that um, yeah come to fruition. Right?
0: So well, like was um, was DIT the first drama school of choice, or was it like didn't get no, into the year No, when... it wasn't. No,
1: it wasn't. <laughs> I I went. I applied. For the Lear, because it was the first year that it was going going mm. out, um, so I would have been in the first class if they had chosen me. But um, know, and we've then all I been also, rejected. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, the list is quite long, I'd imagine. Um, and then, yeah, where where else did I I applied for Rada? Actually, madly enough, and mm. um, and Cork. I went to I uh, auditioned at Cork CIT. UCC. Oh, UCC. Yeah. All right,
0: okay. UCC mm-hmm.
1: Drama School. Um, so those were and then DIT, which, which is where I went. So those are the four. Um, and yeah, I remember getting my My kind of rejection notes from Rada and the Lear. And just being, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I know it's devastating. so devastating. Mm. It I is rem- at the time, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, it was the second year, so I'm like a year behind you with everything. Um, mm. I was the second year of the Lear and I was like obsessed. I was like, I'm going to go there. It's going to be amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then didn't get in. (laughs) Then I got into the Trinity course, you know, the like more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The drama and theater.
1: You can pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: And I had that as like my first choice. Up until the day you could change your mind, and then I just had this terrible feeling. I was like, I don't actually want to sit around and like yeah. study drama and books. I just want to yeah. like have the crack. You want to
1: get up and just yeah enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how I ended up
0: going to DIT, but I was kind of just raging starting DIT. I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. But then I loved it yeah. actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good. I-, I really liked it. Like I felt like it was kind of like a bit rougher. around, not rougher. <laughs> it
0: edges, was so but... rough around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> come on like we had a well, really, like um,
1: like amazing though like I mean you know my three years there were so much fun yeah not just for the training the training was great as well but just kind of the life experience of being in uni and just being away from home and all yeah. of that so I'll never never take, take that back or regret regret it yeah, no, yeah.
0: It, it didn't have like I mean if you went to Radha you'd have all the most Mm. amazing facilities but it doesn't necessarily prepare you for when you first go out and try to do acting it's like you know half the things you're doing there's like not great facilities you know at the start like you Mm. could end Mm. up working anywhere um, Mm. and you kind of do have to slum it so DIT Mm. in a way it does
1: right (laughs) thickens your skin before you even get into the industry (laughs) it does um, it does yeah yeah
0: (laughs) shall we move on to the next number
1: okay yeah sounds good um I'm gonna pick number eight next okay number
0: eight is there something you fail at regularly and I can't say yeah
1: I'd say like completing daily goals you know what I mean like when you set yourself daily goals like In the morning I'd write out I would usually journal every morning And then then I'd try and write out Like what I'll try and do for the day If it's Sometimes it's just like No I don't usually put like kind of meetings or anything like that Or like Sometimes I put down like get groceries
0: (laughs) Oh my god!
1: It's very basic Make lunch Put on wash Put on wash dry clothes like no. sometimes sometimes I'm like okay let's just let's just aim a little over here for, for bit. but um yeah every day kind of like I definitely if I put out a kind of list a daily list I'll always never really complete it or maybe I have very very rarely but mm. that's, that's a daily failure
0: are you a procrastinator
1: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. Like, there's certain things I, I discovered. This app called Freedom, which is for your phone, and basically you sponsors can
0: this <laughs> yeah, sponsors
1: this podcast. Yes, sponsors this podcast. And uh, this is the commercial break, section, right? <laughs> but Freedom is like a little app, basically where you can just um, choose whatever amount of time you want to go off your phone for or off the internet. So basically, it stops you from using the internet and whatever apps are on your phone. Mm. Uh, and if you try and use them, it just says like inter- internet connection, whatever. So it just makes you like stop because you have such a habit just to go on your phone and just start kind of scrolling. Yeah, I know.
0: I and know, then
1: you yeah. just kind of like, do you ever have that reflex? Where you just like throw your phone out your hand real quick. Like, what am I doing? I know. Like, I, know, I plan I to do this or I plan to do that.
0: Oh, you so, can get into such a, like an Instagram hole. Although you're, you're not a big social media person, though, are you? Because, I mean, I've been messaging I, you on Facebook Messenger, which I say I have not used in five <laughs> years.
1: <laughs> since your leaving insert. Since I, like, congratulating people on their leave insert results. <laughs> and like, asking people, like, yeah, <laughs> how, how are they getting to the devs?
0: like i heard when when you replied to me i heard like a different sound from my phone that i just hadn't recognized i was like Mm. i have most notifications off i was like what the (laughs)
1: yeah i'm yeah i'm not i haven't been i've been on social media a bit before um i'm on twitter and i'm still on facebook and i've actually recently gotten back on instagram Um, um yeah it's weird i had i've kind of had a weird um relationship with with social media as probably everyone does but i i got off instagram like last year just because it was a little bit a little bit too much and then i guess because i have a little bit of work coming out this year and and early Mm -hmm. next year i was like maybe just let's see if i get back on it and just have like a better relationship with it so yeah it might might be useful for for promoting some work and stuff but then again Mm. i don't want to be that person I know that uses yeah. their social media do you know what I mean I actually can't be that person because I just end up making silly videos and stuff
0: <laughs> but you do I was actually chatting to my friend Romana who you know yesterday yes of course she I mean has um a thing called watermelon fitness and she was talking about she's really good with it though so she uses Instagram loads to promote her like mm-hmm. fitness videos but she doesn't Scroll at all Or she doesn't like Look at Instagram stories She like uses it Efficiently as she said And, and then, then gets off and, and I think she's right Like she's using it To her advantage And not getting like mm. Sucked into the other mm. side of it But I was like She is just one of the most Disciplined people I know yeah. anyways
1: Yeah Yeah I'm it like is, that it sometimes It takes A certain level of like Because it'll just take One thing that for me to see And then I'll be like Oh that's cool And then I'll just keep scrolling
0: mm. Do you know what I mean
1: So I think I'm just trying to
0: promote. Yeah, I'm trying to get
1: back into it. Just be careful, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, as well, let's actually talk about. So you have a movie this year with um, Emma Thompson, Casual, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a film coming out next year.
0: Casual enough.
1: (laughs) Casual. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's mad. No, it's so mad because um, that all came together so quickly. I was actually... I started doing like started reading the scripts for Peaky, because we just shot the last season of Peaky Blinders. So mm. I was getting prepared to do that in like March, I believe. And then this audition came through um this script, um, basically a two-hander film, um, with this story of this uh woman in her sixties and a sex worker, and they just kind of share this um it's, it's all shot in one room. So we're in a hotel room for like 90 minutes of the film. And it's just about, I guess, this woman who's decided to take quite a courageous kind of decision and hire a sex worker so she can have a lot of kind of experience and, and, and throw herself into experience that she never had through like a, a marriage that kind of was very deprived of intimacy and deprived of kind of exploration and stuff. So it's a fascinating script of just these two people actually conversing with one another for like 90 minutes, well, that's the length of the film. Um yeah, just about kind of desire, about the shackles the society can can put over, you know, mm. sex. And really just kind of these two people beginning to let each other in and kind of understand one another. So I was fa- yeah, I was fascinated with the script and fascinated with just kind of the kind of piece itself like the endeavor just to have two people on a screen all shot in one room and them to just have this, these discussions, with one another. So I was like, wow. Um, And then,
0: yeah. I was going to say like, it's just not something you see normalized enough really like an older woman with a younger Mm. man. You see the Mm. opposite. Like you see older men with younger women in things all of the time And like we do, like we do kind of go, oh, when you see it and like we we shouldn't. I mean, it's actually it sounds like such a interesting idea to explore in a movie. Have that relationship. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I don't. And I think that's what Emma was very excited about that as well, because, you know, she's obviously worked for years. But that's something that she's really not seen. And I don't think a lot of us have seen on, on screen. But also for her, she made a really good point of like. And if we do see an older woman with a younger man or in a relationship or a sexual relationship, it's usually the woman who becomes over-sexualized it's like, it's yes. either called a cougar or, you know, is so kind of sexualized that a younger man is actually pursuing her. So it's, it's again, kind of <clears throat> putting it in a certain context, whereas this really felt so just, yeah, different, like where it was really just two people who have their own flaws who, um are there to kind of yeah let each other in and discover more about one another but uh, essentially it's a conversation which facilitates growth for both of them um Mm. but uh, yeah so no it was amazing and basically I, i read the script on like a wednesday it came through and then i auditioned on i yeah i did a tape the following day i did a call back tape and then and then i got a call like later on that day saying uh, to go and meet Emma for a walk through Hampstead Heath like on a Saturday
0: wow
1: so, yeah it was mad and then I just like met her outside her house in Hampstead Heath and just we went for a walk um, and just spoke about the film and spoke about the story um, and what we believed in and I guess and then yeah and then the next day she texts me and goes w- uh, I'll see you I'll see you on set I was
0: like, <laughs> that is I, actually honestly- so surreal
1: <laughs> it's crazy i had to i actually had to text her back and go hi emma i've just realized i'm not sure if you saved my number so i just want to make sure you have to text oh someone god. like i just want to let you know this is daryl in case you're texting someone else like, you know?
0: Saz, not for you
1: well <laughs> did you just text I like, guess yeah, sorry wrong number like oh, oh.
0: god <laughs> that is surreal though I mean like Just because I'm from A very similar town to you Like basically identical The same county And it's just Such a surreal thing You know Coming from the town You're from Like Little Mina and Tip, To Yeah uh, Working with Emma Thompson Who you've obviously Watched on screen Probably since you were Much younger It's yeah. just It's amazing
1: It's mad It's mad I, I kind of Yeah and I think Sometimes when you're just When if you know last the last year has been kind of luckily enough busy and so i think when you're just kind of doing jobs you don't get to take your head up for a second uh and just go but i was just even thinking today i was like thinking back on on doing that film again i was like jesus darling you have to remember like you started in like the nina coral society back in nina just you know as a kid like just wanting to that was your first outlet to try and do some acting and kind of pursue you know whatever it is you wanted to do so it it is mad and and it doesn't matter how far it goes I think if you're going after your passion regardless that you're I think to me you're winning anyway you know Mm -hmm. you're you're deciding to go against kind of the security of world or whatever nine to five and just kind of follow whatever that is for you so but uh no it is mad to just think that like because I definitely struggled even being the in that film for a little bit, like during Really, rehearsal. was it
0: kind of like, were you really yeah. nervous going on to it? Yeah. Well, it was like, oh shoot, we were rehearsing
1: for about six days and then we shot the film in three weeks. But the first six days were fine. I remember just doing rehearsal. We were like, had our scripts in hand going through the scenes and it, it feels like any other rehearsal room. It feels like you're back in DIT just doing running scenes with someone. Mm-hmm. And then, um, before I knew it, we were like, on the Sunday before we started shooting, we got into the set and, the camera could have a look at the us in the set so we could kind of map things out. And then for me, it just got way too real. And I was like, Oh, like this isn't just, it's not going to just continue like, in a, like in a rehearsal space, which is like safe and just mm. explored and actually familiar. It's like, no, we're going to go and now shoot this film. <laughs> so that for me, it was like a bit of a, a challenge because I just kind of, it was hard for me to kind of trust that, <clears throat> I was meant to be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, it, it just took me a little moment, but um, I remember the director just kind of reassuring me and stuff. But I think that's part of, that's such a natural thing, isn't it? Being human, just, you know, yeah. as, you, as you evolve and stuff,
0: it's, sure you're you're always ju- you forget like, you know, obviously someone like Emma Thompson, you know, she's name, but she's just a p- person as well. Who's probably, yeah. Literally yeah, been through did. the exact same experience, yeah, you know, where it, she was on something. Yeah. Mm
1: yeah absolutely um so yeah madness
0: did you get obviously you've got to know each other quite well
1: oh yeah yeah it was great we've become such close friends like it's um you know it's yeah it's so surreal we just kind of because we were locked off norwich was in lockdown at the time so we kind of had the whole city to ourselves and we basically were living about 10 minute walk from the set. So every morning we'd we'd wake up and we'd walk together to set, we would go to work, and then we would walk back uh to the accommodation and then we'd run lines for the next day and just repeat that. And then on our day off, if we had like sometimes we just had one day off or a weekend off, we'd go and we'd I'd take like a rental car and we'd go like explore Norwich or um what's it? Um what's the kind of county of Norwich? It's like the countryside. It's out out right. uh Norfolk Norfolk
0: oh yes yeah yeah
1: so we'd go out and just go to like the forest or like go to the beach um and just yeah and just talk and just kind of and just kind of enjoy the whole process together it was was like yeah we're like we've become so close which is just Mm. mad to say but I think it was because for her like there was elements where she was really vulnerable in doing the film and like in a way even though we've so vast difference in experience like we were stepping through it quite like together in the sense that it was very daunting for both of us, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. And we both had to rely on one another because we're literally sharing the the film. So that was that was um, I guess that just kind of lent it, itself to our our kind of friendship and that we could trust one another. And um, it was very special, like I have mm. to say we've kind of yeah i felt like i feel like i've made a friend for life which is amazing because it's that not is, always
0: yeah, yeah that's lo- that's but, really, um, really nice when is it actually due to come out or do you know yet uh
1: we i think the plan is we're trying to get it into sundance film festival which is in january so mm-hmm. that will hopefully come to fruition in january and then we've been picked up by Lionsgate for distribution in the uk so next I think they're planning to try and release it this time next year.
0: Ooh, very good! Nice. Uh, in the yeah.
1: cinema, so um, yeah, so it'll be a bit of bit, bit of a while, but it, hopefully, the kind of journey of like letting like the, the world seeing it, I guess, will be in January. People will, if we go to Sundance, people will get to see it for the first time. Yeah. So that's absolutely terrifying, but, but kind of exciting as well.
0: <laughs> it's crazy with film, isn't it? Though that like you could have done something so long ago. And then mm. suddenly there you're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh,
0: mm. yeah, that was Good. like two no, years ago. Mm. Right. Should we move on to the next number? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, you pick.
1: OK, I'm going to go with a double digit number this time and I'm going to go with ten.
0: Number ten. OK, ASOS. This is a quiz type question. ASOS ASOS is an online clothing shopping giant. But what does ASOS stand for?
1: Um, um, ASOS any sort of no. I'm I'm taking a complete punt of this, but an uh, authentic social uh, <laughs> over overshirts. I don't know. I really don't authentic know.
0: Authentic social <laughs> overshirts. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was like a second <laughs> yeah,
0: no. imagine that had been right like, what, a be like,
1: what a guess what i guess just oh my goodness <laughs> it
0: is as seen on screen
1: okay okay cool that makes a lot of sense. Have you ever mm-hmm. have you been you A? Have you bought an end from ASOS?
0: I have. I used to kind of be like, Oh, I don't really see, you know, the appeal of ASOS. There's too many things there. But I actually, now that you can return things so easily and it's just like really, it is, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's good. I've I I haven't gotten loads of things, but there was there's a few little things I got from ASOS. Um that, but yeah, the member just the return policy was just so efficient, <laughs> so
0: efficient. And <laughs> over so lockdown, efficient. over lockdown, you just couldn't go anywhere to the shops or whatever, so you had to kind of get with the online yeah. shopping program. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like now I've kind of been converted. I what I was kind of allergic before. I was like, oh, I want to try things on. Yeah. I want to go into places, yeah. and now I'm like, why would I like trek into Oxford Street? It's so warm, yes. and you get A so tired.
1: and so if you get something and it doesn't fit like what exactly do you have to do you just have to bring it you just have to
0: to your like nearest drop off post office is free and you just have a scan on your phone and that you don't even have to print anything out
1: nothing and then they just take it and that's it yeah
0: that's
1: pretty good I need to buy more things from
0: (laughs) (laughs) right okay next number
1: (laughs) okay next number I'm going to pick is um 25 no, 28, 28.
0: We don't have 28, 28 questions. It's only oh,
1: sorry. Yeah, 20. that's right. <laughs> I, neither do we have 25, 20, 20.
0: Number 20. Okay. This is actually a new question for season four. Um, oh. Who would you rather have a pint with, success mm. or failure?
1: Oh. Oh, goodness. That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> And is one without the other? Like, is is? Do you know what I mean? Like, because you know, failure. I feel like you know what I mean. Both kind of not complement each other. It's just like okay, I'm asking complicated questions now. <laughs>
0: well i mean the way i'm thinking of it is like somebody the success is someone who's very kind of confident in what they've achieved and they're like yeah i've done such great things and probably quite more like upbeat about themselves and very Mm. confident maybe a bit cocky as well who knows Mm, then failure might be just like a bit down a bit kind of like i felt like (laughs) i'm not doing that well and Uh i need a bit of advice like do you know do you know what i mean like we all have those friends yeah
1: I think failure would be the uh, point I would have with. Fa- I'd have a point with failure.
0: Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think.
1: The, I think because you, would, I don't know, something about, like if you are to sit with someone who just had success after success after success, you'd just be like, "There's not really." You'd you'd imagine they wouldn't have learned very much, would you? Mm-hmm. You would just be like, "They just kind of can talk about what they've succeeded in." I don't know. Do
0: you like the- failure to me? Do you like deep chats? Are you quite are you quite open about, you know, you know, your personal life or whatever with your friends when you meet them? Mm-hmm. Or, do you know, because I know yeah. I know like my boyfriend, for example, he when he meets up with lad friends in particular, he like do like an activity and like they'll like mm. maybe go for a few pints. But like he won't really talk to them much about like stuff that's going on. And um, mm. would you be like that or would you be quite OK to kind of open up to people?
1: yeah no I definitely uh hold my cards close to my chest no I'm mm. joking <laughs> no I'm joking I'm really the opposite like I kind of I I kind of I need to be careful about like overspilling because I find like that's kind of one of the first things I want to do is just to kind of like just be open with people mm-hmm. and just you know and just get to know them as well and like let like let them like see me I guess but um yes. I think sometimes it's interesting because I was just speaking about this to someone recently. I was like, it's sometimes people aren't ready and, and sometimes you have to, you have to kind of judge that as well, you know, because you'll see like, if you just say something very vulnerable, like you can feel like in yourself, like something opens. And like, for me, like the only way, because when you like put it out there, you can't take it back essentially. So like, however they respond, if they kind of then like go, um if they get if they go like oh um like yes I agree or they start opening up about something in their life you're like oh my god we're safe now we can actually like just like yeah just have this conversation or learn from each other and then if they don't obviously you just kind of feel completely exposed you know yeah a little, like, I totally agree with stuff. you
0: yeah, that's a huge thing with me as well. I I tell everybody I've spoke about it on the podcast before, but I'm really mm. open and I'll like tell people like everything. Sometimes I'll be like, mm. and I don't mm. know, if it, like sometimes to make other people feel comfortable or I don't know. Do you know if you kind of share something with somebody, there's yeah. more of an open flat platform, but also you do need to like protect yourself in the sense that if somebody reacts and maybe not the way you want, or mm. yes, yeah, it's a tricky exactly. one. It's a tricky one
1: it is want, because yeah. I, yeah you do you do you know i think we kind of crave that i think it's esen- essentially it's our intimacy and connection you know yeah yeah like and i think we just like the world is so kind of can be so busy and so desensitized sometimes obviously we ha- we have our close loved ones or our partners our friends our family um mm-hmm. that we can have that kind of maybe sh- more shorthand but there is something nice about just kind of being able to like open up to someone you've just met and just like them able to share something about them and then all of a sudden you just have this amazing kind of like wow and then but it is a thing also where you go I think if it's kind of not reciprocated you feel like you've it just feels I just feel like my chest sink a little bit you know you're like you feel like like you're getting a sweat on your brow you're like oh I'm absolutely mortified myself there
0: like you know what I mean (laughs) I think it goes to the territory though you know you're an actor you've trained to be an actor and you you just learn in that that world to try and be as open as possible do you know what I mean Mm. in comparison to a a lot of other people probably don't naturally you know do three Mm. years of training to learn how to Mm. kind of be so vulnerable and open do you know what I
1: mean yeah it is it's quite it is quite interesting I've been trying to like get find the happy balance because yeah, because I've just been in like, I'm, here's a good example. I was like talking to this guy in the cafe uh, in London, like two a we- few weeks ago. And uh, I just was chatting to them. They came in. I was like, do you work? It seemed like they worked around the corner. And I was like, what do you work in? They, were, they worked in a post-production uh, house or something. I was like, oh, cool. And then the guy said something like, yeah, it's kind of what I want to do. Uh, it's what I'm doing right now, but it's not what I kind of want to do long term. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is it like you want to do? And he was like, I want to write for TV. And I was like, oh, amazing. It was like, I'm I've been in the kind of acting industry or that, you know, TV and film industry for a few years now. And and I was like, but I was like, fair play to you. Like, I always get excited if someone is like, I'm in a position where I'm where I'm doing something, but I want to do this. And I'm just like, I need to take the steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. So I started naturally, I was like, I got so kind of inspired. I was like, yeah, man, like that's you know what I mean? Like. I think it was like just I was trying to be like yeah amazing well like if you ever want to talk blah 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 like oh I was telling him Here's my my number. <laughs> yeah yeah I was telling my experience and I moved to London like I was waiting tables and like for like the first year and a bit like it was it was gruesome like I wasn't working at all like
0: really were I, you not I, in think, that time I didn't realize no that. Not,
1: not particularly the first year like I kind of wasn't really working that much at all and I was waiting tables like full-time um kind of didn't really have many friends at the time so I became quite down you know like I Mm -hmm. kind of was like there was a point where I was like why am I doing this like why am I kind of I'm miserable now like and like I'm literally sacrificing stuff just to try and make you know steps in my career and stuff and I was so close to just turning around and going back back home you know and Mm. I became quite like yeah I became depressed at one point yeah um and I, I was saying this to him, I was just like, you know, and I was like, luckily enough, whatever kept me going, I just kind of just kept taking like baby steps and and eventually things opened up. And then, you know, you start developing a circle of friends and work might mm. pick up or whatever it is that takes off. So I was just like, all of a sudden, I just divulged all of this stuff <laughs> and I could see he was really engaged, though. I could see he yeah. was really like, do you know, what I mean, he's like really up for it and. But I just remember the other two people who kind of really didn't really ask to be landed in this like vulnerable, like yeah. share. You know what I mean? <laughs> they kind of just slowly sat turning to their home. Oh, God.
0: They were,
1: they were like interested. They were interested, but they were kind of like, oh, like, God, this is, you know what I mean? This is. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't ready.
0: They weren't ready to yeah, share. They, their, I guess they were ready. Their but struggle. also I
1: think, yeah, I, and mm. maybe they didn't want to. But I think for me, when I share and I want to get like, Passionate about something, I can't help but feel vulnerable. Like yeah. if I care about something, I I just was like really interested, to, interested in this guy, and he was doing this for himself. So yeah. it was it was just that kind of you know when people pick up on the vulnerability, that's when I think they choose to either open up as well or or just kind of guard yeah. or whatever.
0: Absolutely. How many years ago was it you moved to London? Then are you you're here a while?
1: Yeah, I've been I've been there now uh, here for four years. 40. So I moved in twenty twenty seventeen, like June twenty
0: seventeen. And you like um, it now?
1: Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have friends now, do you?
0: <laughs> I'll be your friend. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like you're still. Has <laughs> that worn off? But like, yeah, no, it's gotten much better. Now. <laughs> um, it I can have, be
0: tough, yeah. though. It can be really tough, obviously. Like oh, it is totally. there. It is because we moved here three weeks before the pandemic kicked off, and it was like, yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh god, this is just a shit place to be. But now that it's opened, I'm like, oh I love it here. Like, there's so much going on. There's so much. There's so many kind of people you can meet in any any day. Like anything can kind of happen. But also, if you're having a shit day, London is also like the worst place to be. So busy.
1: Yeah, Mm. and also because I think, you know, on the flip side as well, like, if you're having a crap day, there's not, sometimes that kind of, people can chat, like, amongst one another, like, strangers and stuff. There's not as much of that in London, I think, sometimes. So it can feel, but I think it's a great city. I feel, I love London, and I've I've managed to build kind of my life here, in a sense, and I've built, like, a network of friends and stuff. But friends, for me, is, like, the main thing, like, having... Just, you know, it doesn't have to be a big circle, but just a group of close people that, you know, you can just hang out with and, you know, spend time with. So um, that for me has made it made it really feel like home, to be honest. Yeah. Do you
0: think you'd ever move home? Like you'd ever live permanently yeah. back in Ireland?
1: I don't know about Ireland yet, but um, I think I was thinking of maybe giving New York a go for a little bit because I have dual citizenship so my dad is american so i have a, an american passport so there's nothing stopping me from living there if i wanted to um but also my grandfather um who is very i'm very close with he's turning 80 in march so i kind of was thinking maybe like maybe next year i might i might move to new york and just be closer to him because i just kind yeah, of
0: spend that time growing with up
1: him. He, yeah absolutely growing up obviously me being in tipperary and him in baltimore was just I only got to see them every Mm -hmm. kind of few years. So just think as I'm getting older, I'm like wanting to just yeah be closer to them for a little bit.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, maybe New York. Yeah. You don't have to, I suppose when you move somewhere, you don't have to like, you know, say, I'm going to stay there forever. You can go stay there for six months, see how you get on. And, you know. True. True. Yeah. Don't have to be there for a lot. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? An old
1: man in Brooklyn. (laughs) And Do you know I never what I mean? It seems
0: so like it seems so final sometimes when you say, like that's what I was when I was decided to move here. I was kind of like I'm moving to London, and I think mm. I had it in my head that this was somewhere then I had to stay for ages, which mm. I think was like kind of overwhelming. And then I just realized mm. I was like, no, like you're like you can go yeah. home if you want. Like yeah, there's air stay. travel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's not a big deal. That's yeah, so true though. That is so true, and it I is. think like. I have- even actually up until you said that I haven't really been thinking like that you know I have been going oh but then like what does that mean then am I there for like how long like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's true I have friends who are like just so good do you you ever have those friends who are like just kind of live in like you know Kazakhstan and then they like live in like Germany and then France and then I have a friend from Croatia and she's just always about the place um, and I just I'm just like I don't know how she does it I, I barely I haven't done a lot of traveling yeah Um. so when I do I'm like oh my god you know this but so she's so able to like live in different pockets you know mm. are uh, you able
0: to take much time like do you are you, you know, I've talked to a few actors on the podcast who are kind of like very, like really good things are happening for them. And they've spoke about that. It's hard then when you've such good momentum to then be like saying no to stuff. Like, have you yes, had that experience? Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, I don't. I don't know. Not yet. I kind of I've always tried to be a little bit selective anyway. Like yeah. to, when obviously I can afford to, you know, mm. but um. Yeah I'm not so sure like I'll always uh, because obviously it's a job as well but it's a passion like I do really care about kind of I do really want to you know what I mean I kind of want to look back maybe in in years and go look at different characters I've played and I think I think and be really proud of them you know what I mean and and the people I worked with and the projects and stuff and I don't know if that will be ever fully achievable if i just kind of go i'll do this yeah i'll do that yeah i'll do this you know
0: yeah 100%
1: um i think for me yeah, maybe but i think it'll be healthy as well not to act and just do other things and just you know maybe if you can afford to just have other life experience and not just going to different yeah sets and doing different things you know mm. do
0: you ever get um, sick of it
1: and uh, no not not yet definitely Good. not yet I feel like it's still early days like kind of for me in terms of but I have gotten to a point where I'm like trying to like discover what else I like you know what I mean yeah um, like I kind of been trying to learn uh, but I, I used to be in a band when I was 17 Ooh. I used to write music yeah a little band from Nina imagine.
0: <laughs> what was your what well, is your band's name
1: Oh, I'm gonna tell you, but you can then Google us, and that's gonna be more time. Oh no! Well, not, go not Google on. us, them um, YouTubers. We have a few like absolute dodgy, like um, yeah, dodgy gig videos like recorded back in 2010 on someone's Sony Ericsson. Just like, are you
0: the are you the front man?
1: I was the front man. Oh, yeah. love it! <laughs> I I was I was a singer, and then I also uh, had keyboard. I had like a little synthesizer. But I, I loved it. We we just were in school together and we did uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and they were in the play, the musical with us. And then they had the band going and they were like, Daryl, can you sing? I was like, I don't fancy myself as a singer, but like, I mean, obviously I'm in a musical, so I can, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit. So they were like, well, do you want to come and like come to a rehearsal with our band or whatever? So it started off in like someone's shed and just, you know, playing about and we I remember the first day I went up they were like okay so just learn the lyrics for um is it kids by um and then like reptilia by the strokes uh uh yeah so like two songs just so we could like have something to rehearse Mm. but then yeah and then we just kind of kept doing we did little bits of covers but then we started writing music and um we would just kind of meet up maybe once twice a week in someone's shed for like three hours and just Sounds kind of fun. mess up Oh, it was so much fun. It yeah. was such it was so much fun, like an outlet. And then we were we were going for about two years and then yeah, we would play in our local like venues around around town. And we did different gigs. Like we did a gig at the at the convent secondary school in, in Nina.
0: <laughs> I feel like for, you're probably like, loving for, it then.
1: For like the transition year. <laughs> So so funny. for the
0: girls school like
1: for the girls school uh, yeah we went to like <laughs> a gig along with like two other bands
0: were you like, cbs
1: who's <laughs> cbs
0: were you cbs <laughs> were you in the boys school the cbs oh yes i was cbs yeah
1: yeah right, yeah, CBS. yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so we went during I was during like a lunchtime or something they had a gig i don't know how it came about but we went and did a gig there and it was so funny i didn't remember doing a cover of like the red stripes uh you know that song and then we did a zombie by the cranberries as well and they were going mad they were absolutely losing it it was like one of the best gigs we ever played like they were just still the going best moment bunker. of your life playing in, 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 in like their uniform just like oh it was unbelievable did you have they fans were...
0: then like getting love letters in from
1: no 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 not we had like, obviously we had like mates, everyone had kind of mates. And, you know, we would have like a kind of a group of friends who would always come to our gigs, but no, never. It was just always a Nina's. So everyone knew everyone, yeah. do you know what I mean? Everyone knows I, when you everyone. Come from tip, everyone knows how to like. no one ever gets up a peg at all because everyone's just so good at going, do you know what I mean? Knocking, oh,
0: keep... no way. You cannot yeah. get up a peg like there is not. It's never going to happen. You will always no, be knocked down, always,
1: <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what was yeah. the band's
0: name? Go on, Devils. Okay,
1: I'll get it. It's called Uncle Egg. It was our band name. Uncle Egg. Uncle Egg, yeah. Mm. Uncle Egg, band from Nina for two years. You know, you'd see us in the Kenyan, maybe the Taubus, mm. you know, did a set for an hour or two.
0: It Bring was it good back. fun.
1: Bring it back, guys! Bring back Uncle Egg, Uncle Leg reunion tour.
0: Would you do, <laughs> like do like a musical? One
1: one night, one night only in the canyon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you do like, like a musical if one like came your way that you were interested in? Would that be something you'd?
1: Uh, I would. I mean,
0: I've uh, yeah, I've done a
1: very handful of musicals, but I don't feel that confident in like singing mm-hmm. like music that's not like I've kind of written alongside you know other people or because I'll always try and write within my own like vocal I think I have a quite like a baritone voice anyway so but if there was something that came around absolutely but definitely singing for me is like something I'm not like oh yeah I don't like put my hand up and go yeah I can do it you know
0: yeah no I totally get what you mean mm-hmm. yeah right let's move but on to it's... oh sorry go on
1: no I was, I was gonna just chat bollocks never mind <laughs> <laughs> let's move on.
0: what number would you like next
1: um, I'd love number, um, 11.
0: Number 11. Okay. Have you any past failure that you look back on now and say, thank fuck that didn't work out?
1: Um, that didn't work out.
0: Star Wars?
1: Uh, oh yeah, Star Wars has Rage. Although you'd work-
0: probably be delighted if that had worked. That would have been pretty uh, good. Well, do
1: you know what? That's that's an interesting one because I think, like, I was still in I was still in second, not secondary school. Um, I was still IT. in DIT when that audition came through, and I think looking back, actually knowing the amount of like lessons, life lessons I've learned, and like just growing up as a person, and just like yes. and just kind of having to like do a good few years like in Dublin of like waiting tables, like and all that stuff, and just feeling that like 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 I feel very blessed now just to be able to be working and stuff and so but I it comes with knowing that like I've also been there's been years of me you know doing Deliveroo I was a Deliveroo driver for a few months all that stuff and I think if I if something like Star Wars happened like that early on I would have just I wouldn't have had no I don't think I would have a good sense of I wouldn't have the sense of kind of I don't yeah. know, world the struggle happened.
0: and, you know. Yeah, yeah, all of
1: that, all that stuff, the failure, essentially, like yeah. just kind of time and time again. And so I wouldn't have had that as much, or, you know, so I think. But then again, I would have loved to hold a lightsaber. It
0: was really, there was like <laughs> such a buzz you know around I mean? you. There was such a buzz around you. Was it like you were down to the last few or two, or I can't remember, but like it was in the papers and everything that, you yeah, know, it was, you, it I mean, was big that you were yeah, gone so far.
1: Yeah, it was, it was quite mad. And I think at the time, I just had no idea. Like, I was just like, i auditioned because there was a big open casting in crow park or something yeah and i just auditioned everyone went up and you know i went up and then you did this kind of scene or whatever and then i remember being in dit just getting like a call like in the middle in between classes and just like some like british woman talking to me about start like an audition or something Mm -hmm. and then and then it just developed from there but like it was quite yeah. I remember doing a tape and then and then being asked to fly over to London and, and you know go into the room and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just a li- It was all a bit mad. Like mm-hmm. I also fluffed the audition so like drastically. Really? Like, so <laughs> nervous, I was just so like I was had like, no idea. Like I don't think I had done many auditions. Like I was yeah, still in drama of
0: course school. not. Yeah. I didn't
1: really do many auditions. So like I wasn't even used to being in an audition room. And then they're just like, basically, like, yeah, so, you know, one of the leads in Star Wars, off you go. Like, I had no idea. Like, I was just so kind of not prepared at all.
0: Have you um, had any, Um, you know, obviously with like Peaky being out and, you know, different bits, uh, different bits, different things that you've done. Have you had any yeah. like people come up to you? Have you had that yet? Like where people come up and like, oh, I've seen, you know, I know you no, from this."
1: Yeah, well, but I didn't ever get it from like Peaky or anything like that. I got it more from like I did the Maysad. Do you remember the Maysad? Like back in Ireland. Oh,
0: I and it went. It was on for years. (laughs)
1: Forever, forever. Do you remember it was on for like three years? Like like... watching, I'd
0: be like, "Oh my god, it's back!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know it. It never stopped. It never stopped. But it was amazing because it helped me. You know, helped me. Pay for college and all that stuff but I, I remember that was the one thing that for me just everyone was like i remember being out in the workmen's having That's drinks hilarious. That's amazing. and then like asking someone for a smoke or something and then they just go you're the lad from the main side or something like that and <laughs> i used to get that for a while because it, once it was out for a year it was on like usually they ran it quite a lot um mm-hmm. or like during christmas times they'd run run it a little bit more mm-hmm. So it was. That's like the one thing. Probably that in Fair City, which are like probably my first two jobs. Which is that? Are the serious. are the are really the things that? Don't you have
0: to... a bit that Amazon show? That's probably going to be a bit of a.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it comes out next month. It's uh yeah. I don't know because I'm I'm a big. So these are big books. Um, the Robert Jordan wrote these books like back in early nineties. Um. And my dad was a big fan of these books. He, like, we read all 14 of them. The Wheel so, of Time,
0: um, isn't that what it's called? The Wheel of
1: Time. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize how, yeah, just, like, how big these books were um, and how big of a fan base they were. And it's such an amazing fan base as well. I went on Twitter and, like, followed some of these people. And, like, they're just so cool. Like, they're all, like, they're all quite progressive and LGBT. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a lot of them with, like, the kind of characters names and then they'd have the the pride flag on. So really amazing community. Mm-hmm. And and like the show itself is like, you know, a lot of young kind of uh, the leads, the first five leads are very young and kind of starting off. So really lovely people. And then obviously someone like Rosamund Pike as well to have to be leading it. So it's quite exciting because it feels all quite like anytime I see like like fans have been like making like because i follow them like you know yeah, this know. guy called dream yeah. who like is a big wheel of time guy and um they get excited about the trailer and the kind of something else happening and i get excited by them getting excited because like because for them obviously they've read the books like what over 30 years ago mm-hmm. and now they're gonna have like a show to kind of go along with it so is that it's, a- n- next month yeah it's going to be released on amazon so I'm, I'm excited, but I'm so excited in a way. I'm actually just excited for the fans just because they, the hot like when they get buzzed up about it, it's just so much like, yeah, it's so yeah. much see yeah. their response. You know, have you
0: seen it? Uh, have you got an opportunity to see any of it?
1: I've seen little bits from ADR, but obviously, now that it's all ready to come out, I've only seen like the little bits that Amazon have actually like kind of like released to the public and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. a lot of my close friends, um, are. Are in it because i kind of knew i was auditioning for some of the leads as well so i got to know some of the people who are casting it as the leads um so i know them quite well so it's just so nice because i'm like excited for them as well and then Mm -hmm. yeah, it's exciting they're they're really happy about it they're in the middle of shooting season two now and um yeah hopefully it does well i mean but uh it's it was a really nice it's like a nice family in a sense they're
0: really Good I'm, sure, I'm sure it will I'm delighted for you I will we'll end it there because I know you do have to um, no have to go. <laughs> it's a Saturday um, yeah, but Daryl so it's been great it's been great yeah. to just sit and chat for an hour actually
1: I know absolutely yeah. I almost forgot it was on a
0: podcast I was like yeah, yeah well this is it thank you so much we got through about three questions but we had a good time is
1: that is that a low number <laughs> is that a low number <laughs> It's really lovely <laughs> it. Is, <that>, is it? <laughs> oh crap! I have. Uh, I a, definitely the Asos one
0: was my highlight. Particularly was a, a, a authentic, authentic
1: social sp- over
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, though. Really, really, really appreciate it. It's been very oh. enjoyable, and I wish you all of the best with the wheel of time. Thank you so
1: much, Emma Jane. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, it would be so helpful if you could subscribe to it, rate and review it, share it on social media or with a friend. One or all of these things is so appreciated. Thank you. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.